Next station, Adventist Reflections. Hi family, welcome back for another Adventist Reflections podcast episode. Today's lesson is titled, The Reading of the Word. Today I would like to welcome all of our podcast supporters from around the world, and we have been praying for you that these reflections may be as character-building to you as they have been to Liliana and I. So to commence these reflections, I'd like to share with all of you a, a perhaps a stirring quote found in the book Christ Objects Lessons in page 335 and 336, and it says, Every Christian is called to make known to others the unsearchable riches of Christ. Therefore, we should seek for perfection in speech. So, today I would like us to focus on practical aspects that this lesson brings to us, and that is the aspect of leadership. And to unpack these ideas, I would like to welcome Liliana again. So, Liliana, welcome. Hi, Dan. <laughs> How are you going today? Great. Thank you. We are outside. We are yeah. not inside. So, if we have some strange sounds, it means we had visits from some king parrots or... <laughs> yeah. Some Australian wildlife. Yes. Yeah. That's right. That's For right. those of you who are not in Australia, uh, we wish you could be here and see the jacaranda we have on our side. It's flowering. It's purple. I love jacarandas. It's beautiful, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So Liliana, leadership. In lesson three, we spoke a little bit about God's calling to everyone. And we yeah. talk about Ezra and Maya and how we all have some calling. We just need to identify, I guess, that. But today we have something in relation to that calling. Like God calls certain people to lead. We all have some kind of leading aspect in, I mean, we, we allow God to lead our lives. But God calls some people to lead his people as well. Yes. And that's what happened to people like Ezra and Nehemiah. And um, there were only two of them. But we have other people. Like when I think about it, I think of the 12 disciples. I think of the 12 apostles. So God points out different people to be able to lead and carry on his work. And so I would like us to think about this in a, in a practical aspect. And when you think about a good leader, let me ask you, what comes to your mind? When you think about leadership and a good leader, um, what comes to your mind? It has to be a person that I really like to follow. Okay. So uh, it has to have a good characteristics that I am... I, I would like to, to admire in that person. Okay. And like that person for me has to be trustworthy. Right. Because if I cannot trust that person, I cannot follow that person. Okay. And in the same time, it has to be courageous mm. because if a person doesn't have enough courage, it, it cannot be classified as a leader. Like a backbone. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's right. It, it could be more follower than, than the leader. So, mm. but we know that courage and all these characteristics come from God. God, but mm -hmm. yeah, and then I I believe that um, there is a saying somewhere that uh, in the Christian, particularly in the Christian world, mm -hmm. if you want to be good leader, you have to be good mm -hmm. servant first. Right. So I like that one, that that um, approach as well. For sure. Then I like in the leader to see that that person is good listener. 
It is very important that person can uh, have the ability to listen and to be open for discussion okay. and be being open to receive advice or reason which advice is good and which advice is not good because okay. uh, it wouldn't be good if that person accepts all the advices regardless, you know, because, yeah. Sure. And then uh, I believe that that um, person has to be very patient as well because mm. – if I am about to follow someone who is very unstable and and not patient enough, and um, I, I don't know if I would really like to follow that person. So, yeah, these are I, I believe there are many other characteristics of the leader, as well as like good reasoning. Uh, I I always believe that we have to reason according the mind, not just the feelings or emotions. Uh, so the reasoning is 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 important how right. how we reason as well. So these are just maybe just some of the characteristics, main characteristics for me. Okay, okay. So I like that. I think let let me ask you another question with that. I, I like these ideas of you know the patience, the be able to receive counsel, the rationality, to have a sound mind, and be able to to try and delink the emotional aspects from making some good judgments and decisions. Yeah. When I think about Bible characters, if I were to put Jesus aside, just for for a second, we put Jesus in another box because I think if I were to ask. Who will be the best leader ever? I think Jesus Christ will be the yes, best. Yes, of course, yeah. But let's just put it aside. What, in your mind, in your opinion, will be a good leader in the Bible? Do you have a favorite character that shows this leadership? Mm. Um, yeah, that, that one is quite hard because, so you know, people, when, you, huh? when you think, <laughs> you would pick up straight away, like, big leaders like Moses or, okay. or, or um, Abraham. Or so. um, no, I, I would rather like to think about someone... Who is, who seems very insignificant. Okay. But okay. to me, <laughs> to me looks like very, very important. Okay. And it is actually Naomi. Naomi. Yeah. Okay. When you right. think, yes, she had just one follower, mm, but mm. that one follower, her daughter-in-law, Ruth, uh, when she decided to follow her mother-in-law, uh, she said, I'll go with you regardless if, mm. if where you die, I'll die. So, you know, she put her life, all her life and trust in that woman. Yeah. Later on, we find out that she really listened. Mm. Uh, Ruth listened to Naomi in order for her to follow her. She probably had really big impact on her. Mm. She was as the, all these characteristics that I mentioned before, I believe she saw, she Ruth, saw in Naomi. Okay. And, uh, but what is interesting is that from that lineage, mm -hmm. we know that uh, she got, Ruth got baby with Boaz mm -hmm. and uh, that's, that's Jesse and Jesse was the uh, grandfather of David. Mm -hmm. So, and that's mm -hmm. all that, that's lineage of Jesus. Of so, yes. so even though it's very, very like small leader, but I can see that person had really good. Uh, had a big um, impact. It is. It's yeah. it's it's huge. You would say. Yeah. When I think about that, you know, I appreciate what you. It's like coming with the underdog, yet that created such a big ripple. And sometimes I think we we think about such things as insignificant. You know, Moses has been one of my favorites because of how he was able to be led by God, despite of I think that was against his nature to be meek oh, yes, and tolerant. Yeah. But, you know, here's the interesting thing. You mentioned this about the small leaders and the people that we as Christians don't tend to think of that much. Yeah. And, and I think that 
when I think about a leader until this point, I didn't think much of Nehemiah or Ezra either. I don't know if you did, but this, this would not be my first options. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. until, until today. Yeah. And I like these lessons because as I think of these characters, these God chosen people, I can see how they reflect in many of the characteristics that you mentioned. And I could, I think I will consider these men from now on, at least in my top five. They have these Bible leading characteristics. Yeah. And so when you think about these two men, Ezra and Nehemiah, and maybe hinting back to, to the lesson title, right? That is the reading of the word. Yeah. Uh, what do you think for the basis of this man's example is on their leadership? What, what do you think is the foundation of their leadership? Yeah, I think that both of them, um, they feared Lord first. Right. And um, they have that love for the Lord mm. and the desire to to find more about him mm. and the desire to, to dig into the word. Mm. And um, the both of them uh, searched, searched the scripture mm. and uh, the, the, they find out that they can rely on the promises, on the scripture, mm. on the word that God promised to them. And they s- somehow like surrendered, fully surrendered mm. to God okay. to lead them and equip them with this uh, leadership uh, characteristics as well. Right. Because sometimes, as you mentioned, the Moses, maybe he didn't see himself as natural leader, mm-hmm. but he, God equipped him because mm. he saw different potentials in him. Mm. Sometimes we don't see that in people. So I think that uh, they were very trustworthy. Mm. Same as people felt safe to follow them and listen and accept their advices. Awesome. Both of them. You're right. I mean, the foundation, they wanted to follow God. The Bible says that they were seeking the law. They were, they were reading the scripture. Yes, daily. And, and yeah. And when I think about this context, right? Like if we were to just summarize parts of the context that we've been studying, now we know that in the books there's a bit of back and forth and, and, and there is no chronological order. But by this point in time, when I think about this lesson, the wall has been finished, you know, kind of like Jerusalem has been rebuilt to some extent. Yes. And so the Bible says that Nehemiah appointed somebody there. In Nehemiah 7-2, it says that he appointed his brother. Hanani, yeah. Hanani. And, and we talk about Hanani, I think, lesson two, you know, how he was yeah. excited to hear Hanani's uh, report. Came back. And then he was a bit sad and like, oh, you know, things are not happening. And so when I read that, if I'm honest, at a first glance, I thought of nepotism. I thought of Nehemiah's utilizing his position of power and authority to point out his own family. Yeah. But it's, it says no, he didn't choose that, uh, he, uh, but he chose Hanani because he was really a person who is, uh, he was faithful. Right. And loved the Lord as well. Right. Uh, so, so, and, and knowing uh, Nehemiah, uh, you actually wouldn't expect him to, you know, put someone just because it was his brother. Right. Uh, I, I think he feared Lord enough to actually, um, Find the person who mm. would be right for the position. Yes. And I'm glad that as the text reads, it didn't finish just there. The New International Version says that he was a man of integrity. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And, and so, and, and then he continues saying that these were people who they fear God more than the rest. Yeah. Uh, so it tells us a little bit of that characteristic that God is seeking and impressing on Nehemiah. So Hanani was a man of God, we could probably argue. 
because he was that faithful, as you mentioned, he feared God, thinking on these practicalities of leadership. What does faithfulness in the fear of God looks like? Through that faithfulness and fear, we actually get equipped with uh, observance and obedience to the law. Okay. Because, uh, let's say, if we just read uh, mm. or listen and we don't live mm-hmm. what we what we just learned, the way how we learned, it's, it's just, for me, like a waste of time. Sure. But everything is expressed through our obedience, uh, actually through our works as well. Mm-hmm. So they show what we believe and uh, where our heart is and mm-hmm. where we stand. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the same time, that, um, that equip us actually to teach others mm-hmm. and explain to them and lead them, teach them how to fear the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, how to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe the best way is to, how to fear the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. When I think about that, the example that we give to the people that we lead is important. And then when I think about that and the aspects of what we find in the text in, in, in the book of Nehemiah chapter eight, uh, it's talking about Esther and how Esther was reading the word. And I think about how one of, one is showing how we have, how we have feared the fear of God ourselves. And also the text says that they were reading the words and they were showing the word to other people. Yeah, if you if you don't mind, I I, I wouldn't mind reading. Yeah. And it says, and so they read distinctly from the book uh-huh. in the law of God, and they gave the sense and helped them to understand the reading. Oh, right. Yeah. So they helped others to understand <coughs> the reading, and um, mm. uh, this this um, these words might be a bit sort like tricky. It's mm. like uh, I wouldn't understand this as you have to believe everything I said to you, you right, know, or right. how, the way I explained. Mm-hmm. But they they taught them and lead them. To understand, they that they get right understanding, not mm, to mm. accept just what I believe what and I believe. how I understand it. So, like we have a lot of denominations in the world that uh, they like people just to listen and obey what they say mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what is their explanation of the scripture. Mm-hmm. But we, being people of the word, we know we all love to dig into the word, mm-hmm. but we sometimes need help of others to help us to understand mm. and not just blindly to accept um what they believe, sure. but for us to, to find ourselves. And, um, yeah, that's a big thing to learn, to teach someone how to dig into the scripture and actually find the audiences. Teaching, teaching them the way to be able to search them because at the end of the day, yes, they might be gone and you will go back home and you need to be able to learn how to do it yourself. Yeah, that's this, right. This fascinates me, Liliana, because, you know, I would like us to think now about what that means for us today. Right. Some of us are appointed as leaders of the church. Some of us are appointed as leaders of our own homes. Some of yeah. us are appointed, whatever, you know, something in, in the Christian world. And I don't want to be too controversial, but I do want to point out to some of the practicalities in our churches today. Have you ever sat in a church nominating committee? And we are trying to find the leaders in the church. And we are trying to to find out which one is the square peg that fits in the square hole and the round peg that fits in the round hole because the people have 
important characteristics for that position. And uh, no, I don't. Th- I'm not trying to say that that's not important. I think you. I try to identify as a committee um, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit who might do a good job, who might do be the best suitable person with the gifts and the qualities that God has given that person. Yeah. But honest to everybody who listens here, it's been a long time since I have sat in a committee, even at a conference level, because I have sat in those nominating committees, where we, the first thing that we ask is, is this person searching the scriptures? What is the spiritual grounding of this person? Is this person capable of teaching the scriptures? Yeah. That scares me a little bit. I, I don't know. I don't want to be too judgmental or controversial, but I think maybe we should focus a lot more on that than everything else. Maybe the other part should be secondary. Before I moved to Jinjin, uh, which I moved recently, I was attending Eight My Plains Church in, in Brisbane. Sure. And in the time when Pastor George Munoz was uh, our pastor, yeah, we so he was now Australian uh, president, uh-huh. um, he called for the meeting of the leaders in the church and uh, for some programs. I cannot remember the details, but the, what he wanted to exercise with us was uh, he uh, decided to have or to make two groups okay. of all of us okay. is that one group will be like leaders and one group group will be follow us and he said uh, you place yourself where you feel that you feel uh, the most comfortable uh-huh. either leader or follower and I was standing there and I was standing there and I said Pastor Munoz I just cannot decide <laughs> he said why I said I just I can't decide because I don't mind being either if you want me to be a leader in certain position and of course for the, I have to have certain skills for that position. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to do it, mm-hmm. but I am happy to be follower as well. So, so I truly don't know what to choose because, mm-hmm. because it's hard. If you are better leader than me and you, if you are in po- appointed, I will be really faithful follower to you and I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. But if there is no one to, to take that position and I think that maybe I, I, I have some small skills or certain skills to do it. I will take it and I will, do it, I, I will take it faithfully. Mm-hmm. Or if someone is missing and someone needs, you know, quick jump in, I'll jump sure. in. I don't have problem with that because I believe in God that he leads me. And if I can be used, well, I don't have problem with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, how we choose the leaders today, I guess that our organizational structure is a bit like uh, sometimes we are caught in, let's say, sort of the... Maybe not tradition, but like uh, the same person. Oh, this, this person is good for this position. Mm-hmm. And let's uh, just repeat next year, next year, next year. Right. And um, maybe we don't go too much uh, into searching for the right people. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same time, what I like to see in, in the nominating committee happening is that the nominating committee are the people who really knows their church, mm-hmm. their church mm-hmm. members, right. um, who they are, how they live, um, mm-hmm. how they do they really seek the scripture, seek the Lord, um, that they know them, you know. So it would be very important for us to know the person that we choose and that person is really committed to the Lord. Absolutely. Uh, I can think of so many Bible stories when that was something so important. Uh, the one that pops to mind is that one of the deacons, right? Um, it wasn't just a deacon. There were people who were already serving people. 
and they had the capacity to teach the scriptures. They, and, and you cannot, you cannot really teach the scriptures unless you're searching for them yourself. That's right. It just doesn't come magically. I mean, think about it, Stephen. He was preaching out there. He was stoned because of that. You think of Philip, you know, he was gone to the, the Ethiopian. He knew how to teach them and explain it. Because he was himself rooted in the scripture. Yes. I think I want to make a bracket in here because it's not about criticizing anybody or we're not trying yeah, to course. judge people's commitment to God. It's rather, hey, you know, are you showing the characteristics that a leader of our church needs? These are, these are, that's why the more responsibility at the end of the day will be asked from the people in the final analysis when Christ comes. Hey, you know, what do you do with what responsibility we gave you? And that makes me cringe a little bit because I know the responsibilities I've been given. And I'm thinking, hmm, put your act together, Daniel. All right. Now, Ezra and, and the people, the Levites that were appointed, they were explaining the scriptures to the people. And the scripture says that after that, the the people's mind were impressed with God's mercy, with his goodness, with his, with his greatness. They were comparing their sin and their condition with who God was, and they became afflicted. And yet something interesting happened in Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 9 to 11. And then Nehemiah, Ezra, and all the appointed leaders did something. Something that to me was a bit strange. Do you remember what they did? What did they tell them? When the people got a bit afflicted in their minds, the leader said, hey, you know, go and rejoice. Kind of like, let's make a party. Go and rejoice. They were encouraging the people. The leader said, this is God's day. What do you think about that? What they did, they advised them to stop uh, weeping and, yep. and start celebrating mm -hmm. their reunion with God. Okay. Because it was like coming back to God. Ezra and Nehemiah advised them, don't weep, stop it. Just go and mm. uh, start celebrating. So I love this saying, uh, do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord mm. is your strength. Mm. I just love that saying. There is one even even song, uh, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We can find that joy in him in any time, mm. uh, regardless where we are, mm -hmm. you know, being down on the way up to the hill or, you know, mm. on the top of the hill, we can find the joy in the Lord. Mm. As we conclude this episode, I just pray to God that the Holy Spirit impresses me with this kind of leadership. And I pray that anybody who listens, who might be appointed as a leader, there might be people who are listening to us in this episode, and they're emerging as leaders. And there might be people who might be some maybe discouraged about who they've been led by. Regardless of that, I pray that all of us unite to pray for the leaders of our church. I did a few undergrad courses on leadership and social psychology. And sometimes the world might see as a leader just because they're charismatic. And hey, that might be a good thing, but that might not be the most important thing. So yeah. Ezra and Nehemiah and the Levites, they were not perfect. Later on, we will find out in future lessons that even the high priests messed up. So they were not perfect people. But at the level of today's episode of the lesson of the life of Ezra and Nehemiah, God's perfection was being sought for. They longed for that. They sought to see what... God wanted for the people as well. They have a heart for the people. They wanted the people to see who God was. I just want everybody to think that, you know, we also don't have perfect leaders in our church, in Christianity. But there are many out there who are seeking to do the best they can. They have the best intentions, the best desires for God's people, and they are grounded in the Word. 
And so let us pray for our leaders and also encourage those who are leading our church, grounded in the Word of God, mm-hmm. and who are seeking to teach us the Word of God. It teaches a method to learn how to search yes. for the Word of God. Yeah. Diliana, do you have any final remarks, any ideas? Be courageous, mm-hmm. for the Lord is with you wherever mm-hmm. you go. Amen. All right, Liliana, well, thank you so much. I look forward to next week when we will reflect (laughs) on practical aspects of reading the actual word. And so until then, I am Dr. Dancy, and today I choose to love God, embracing his call to read, to understand, to delight on and share his word. How about you? Remember to subscribe to this podcast, like it, share it, hashtag it, comment, and find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Tumblr as Adventist Reflections. God bless you.